Excited. Well, I don't know who we is, maybe Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and me. But I am definitely excited because today I don't have to do it alone. Hallelujah. Um, we are talking today about another excellent book by Anne Hamilton titled As Exceptional as Sapphires. That woman is the gift that keeps on giving. Praise God. She truly has rivers of living water flowing from her. And with me today is my dear sister, and I mean sister, uh, in Christ and friend, Bridget. Bridget, introduce yourself, please, and let's talk about this book. Hi, my name's uh, Bridget, and um, I've Coco and I used to lead worship together. In but now she's moved on to a different church. We're still obviously very much in contact with each other, um, exploring our prophetic callings. Um, I lead worship in the church I'm in, and involved with prayer ministry and healing ministry but also I'm a systemic psychotherapist and work for the National Health Service. So very much a tent maker sort of mission person who believes that being, yeah, a tent maker, just the importance of Christians being salt and light in the community. They, they work and live in and being very salty and, and inspirational for those they work alongside. Um, yeah. So this book really spoke to me, yeah. That's life. great. So people go and get that book. So Bridget, I'll let you speak about it. I mean, what, what did you like? What did you, what stuck with you? There's so much in there, but if you can tell. Ask me questions. Cause there's so much. Um, every chapter spoke to me. Uh, I'm just going through here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go on, go on. If, if some of the, which the, the older test, old Testament women are some of which I knew, but the city builder, Yes, Shira. Yes, Shira. That spoke to me about how the intricacy of how the Lord works, how He will have a, a woman build a city in a generation where women didn't do those things. It was a double city. Then there was a third city, and these cities lasted and they still last today. And they were built as fortress fortresses. So with so much wisdom attached to them, the Lord told Shira how to build the city. Um, so to me, it speaks of how the Lord works from beginning to end. It's incredible, isn't it? And she, her name is just a line in one of the passages that you can easily skip, miss. But mm. then you realize her city was a city of victory for Joshua, was a city of victory yes. for so many people afterwards. Because of afterwards. The it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, um, I don't know what to ask you because, as you said, there's so much in there. I think what stuck with me is how... A God likes patterns, um, like five women here, five women here, five women here. Uh, how he uses the things that are hidden or despised to do incredible things. Yeah. Um, the confidence he gives them. One that really marked me as well as the daughter of Pharaoh. Who yeah. Who's this Hebrew baby. Yeah. And later, later named only later, wasn't it? But yeah. Yes. And he would have been circumcised. So she knew he was a Hebrew baby. Yeah. 
and she brought him in the temple. Yeah. And how that led to the the the, the deliverance of the people of Israel. Yeah. Just a simple act um, and a brave act to stand up against your authoritarian father and to be able to bring the child up as your own and have the child adopted. Yeah. But then what, it, what she did was provide for a generation. Yeah. Yeah, and the Bible seems to say she got to know Lord, the Lord afterwards and her name changed, which is great. Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. No. Uh, it's, it's, uh, and also, we don't know. There's so much we don't know. I also really like the daughters of Zelophehad because they are they are kick-ass. Pardon my French people. <laughs> they were. They presented themselves. They presented themselves before, and were saying, "Look, the inheritance is unfair." Yeah. Yeah. Which it still is often for women in different countries, but to stand up in those days against it might be the same as sta standing up these days in say an Arab country where there are no rights or there's different countries where the rights are different for women yes. with inheritance. So it's a big thing, yeah? It is a big thing. It's a big thing. Um, I mean, there's so many examples. Deborah, uh, um, I don't know, Jael who pierced the temple of Sisera. Um, so many. Mary and all those women who, when all the disciples ran because the Romans were killing Jesus, who stuck around. Yeah not knowing what could have happened to them. It's just, I don't know. What do you think in general that that says to, says to us? So what do you think that says to us as women as we go about celebrating women and womanhood and all of the, I don't know, where sometimes it, it kind of becomes a bit excessive and in the wrong direction. Yeah. There are other places where women are not well treated. What can we learn from these women in the Bible really? What do you think? I mean, I mean, for me, immediately, what it indicates to me is the Lord always would promote women, even if the culture said it's a countercultural way of working. The Lord will always allow women to have their voice, whether it looks like it's hidden or it's not hidden. Or and then women have done amazing things, even in the most difficult circumstances. I mean, I'm thinking right now about the war in um, Ukraine. Yes. How women are taking up arms to fight. Yes. Whether people agree or disagree with that, but women are doing very brave things in yes. a difficult situation. Um, women are providing as well. It's the providers, the Chamberlains. Yes. They're providing along the lines of, of Polish women are providing for women and children. Yes. I've got yeah. colleagues who are going to translate. Um, they're going to either translate or they're going to provide trauma work in Poland. That's amazing. Russian and Polish. Yes. The strength that the Lord wants us to be, he doesn't want us to be squashed. He wants no. us to overcome. He wants us to listen to his voice. And his voice is strong, isn't it, Kirk? It's strong it is. it in is. the Bible. The voice is strong about what he wants us to be like. And we shouldn't deny that. Sometimes I think what Anne says is we deny our true calling because we're squashed. And that's yes. actually a sin. In a sense, it's a sin because we're not listening to the Lord. We're listening to what the culture or what the patriarchy would say about yeah. how we should be. Yeah. And we don't need to waste time sometimes in arguments. Because mm. I don't see Shira getting in anybody's face. She just heard the Lord and did it. And they just did it. Yeah, yeah. Pharaoh's daughter, all of them, they just did it. They just did it. They didn't faff or argue or whatever. 
I'm not saying that something, I mean, if, if people want to argue and demonstrate that's, you know, their choice, respect. But I'm saying there's so much about quietly, mm. confidently doing what God has said, knowing that he's faithful. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Who's your favorite woman in all these <laughs> fantastic women? The issue is, is it's very hard to pick one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Though I do get drawn towards Deborah. Yes. Um, the judge. <laughs> Deborah and just being a prophet. What I'm interested in is how before kings were appointed, women had names. Yes. And that spoke to me. The women didn't have the names after the kings. Yeah. And that speaks to me like there's no need for this. Women should have a name. Of course. But, but Deborah was a prophet and Deborah, just the strategy she was given in order to overthrow a situation yeah yeah and how as a torchbearer or as a light we need to shine as women and if we have a prophetic calling whatever that is how we shine in the world and if we hear and if we see we need to execute that calling yeah. and, and not shy away from it and it, it, what you're saying is really true because in Deborah's time life was really hard there was danger um it was it was havoc really and, and she had to be actually brave because it was a dangerous context. Yeah. And we are in a dangerous context now. I mean, we might not feel it in England so much, but there's a lot of mess around the world. War here, war there, yeah. war there. Um, and uh, it's just the courage to stand up in the midst of this mess and say, okay, God, what are you saying? Mm. You mentioned um, the women helping uh, Ukrainian women. I don't know if you saw this photo on the internet. that Polish women left strollers, baby buggies, a line of them so that when the Ukrainian women arrive with their babies, they just take the strollers. I mean, it's just, it's just simple and kind yeah. and practical. And uh, yeah, women have an awareness of the needs of others. Uh, that is different. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to my colleague about this, who I'm not sure is even a Christian, but the love she showed. Yes. She was saying to me, very wise lady in you know her 50s a mother of grown children has yeah. struggled you can see and the russians invaded poland in 2010 so she'd had that and wow. she was basically like oh it's very brave i was saying you're going out there on your time off and she said why wouldn't you just yeah. the the thing was you you need to act you, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you do these things and people taking into home she was saying well you would yeah it's just the immediate answer is, and that as British people, I think we need to sort of see our hearts, look at our hearts a bit and see how others are responding. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, Britain is very generous, the, the, the people. Let's yeah. not talk about politicians, they have their reasons. No. But the British people are generous. Yeah, in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right, it's difficult to pick. Um, I, I like the daughters of Zelofehad because... Mm. The fact that they went and asked for their inheritance changed the law for all the women after them. Um, I really like that because not only did they make their situation better, but they created a legal precedent. Yeah. In that. yeah. So, yeah, and I think this is good, not just for women, for men and women. Anybody out there who's listening, who has felt that there's a calling on their lives, but they're not, yeah. they're, push, they're pushing it back or saying, oh, I'm busy or who am I? Or, you know, all That's that defeating nonsense. Uh, just to say, okay, just 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 start, just start somewhere, mm. and see where God takes you. And I think That's the understanding that if you allow a woman to fulfil her calling, 
yes. you as a man will have an uh your calling will be fulfilled as well if you in my mind if you squash anybody whether it's you know somebody because of race or gender or where, whether you're squashing then you don't yeah. you don't by default fulfill your own calling yeah um yeah. if and the understanding that we work together as men and yeah. women yeah, um, not enemies. Yeah, not one against the other. Not a battle. It's not a battle. And I notice when there's very free Holy Spirit ministry, then women in history are allowed to to minister. Then suddenly the the rules and regulations come in. Yes. And to me, I'm not sure about the need for that. I know there's re there's need for control in meetings and keeping things carefully. Yeah. You know, obviously sensitive, but at the same time. There's very strong preachers, there's strong leaders waiting to step out. Yes. Um, the next generation is waiting. The next generation yeah. is waiting to be set free. And uh, these women, actually, you think sometimes, oh, the Old Testament, the in the past, it was more oppressive for women. Yes. But sometimes I think I would suggest we've gone backwards, not forwards. Yes, I agree. Yes. Yeah. Um when it comes to women being allowed to have a voice, like Hebrew women um, prior to Kings had a very strong voice. Um, yeah. And in the church now, my big question for us within the broadest church is how do we allow each other to find our voice and, and to pro promote each other with that culture of honor to the, the extent that we're allowed to, to minister together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also promote Christ. It's actually about him. It's all about his ministry. So if someone yeah. isn't doing what they're meant to be doing, that toe or, or that toenail or that hand or that foot is not in operation. Yeah, which, which, which makes the whole body limp, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's also a question of um, people think not doing what God called them to do and not being who God created them to be is a form of humility, but actually it's pride yeah. because you're saying you know better than God what is right for you. And God is like, actually, no, just go and do what I told you. Um, it's yeah, very, this, is what, this is what Anne is saying, isn't she? She's basically yeah. asking us quite stern is to repent if, if we think, if we've shied away from things. Oh, as a woman, yes. I'm being humble because I am not, going to the front line I'm not yeah you know speaking out or yeah. actually it's not humility it's cowardice yes it's pandering to whatever society and the pressures of uh, and in the other book uh, called more precious than pearls yeah and, and reveals from Hebrew texts which are verified that the women refused to give their jewelry to create the the, the golden calf yeah and I don't know how it, that made its way out of our bible but that should have been in our bibles because can you imagine Moses is gone in the mountains. Nobody knows he's with God. If he's ever going to come back, the men are putting pressure, and the women are like, "I'm not giving a thing." Mm. That's incredible. That we is need incredible. to know that. You know, I would have wanted to know that. That would have made a big difference because what it shows is uh, solidarity and not giving your jewelry. Yeah, and saying I'm not making a golden calf. If you guys want to make a golden calf, make a golden calf. I'm not. I'm not taking part in it. And we need to have that kind of bravery nowadays to not take part in mm. the things that the leaders, um, as you said, the patriarchy and uh, there's, a face, let's face it, there's more men in leadership uh, mm. over nations and stuff than women. So they're the ones driving war and all of that stuff. Mm. And 
And I'm not saying women are perfect, but if more women could actually be who they're meant to be, even the wives of those leaders, maybe something would change. Mm. I think about Pilate's wife who told him, don't touch the hair of Jesus, you know, mm. because she dreamt that don't do not touch that man, he's holy. And mm. I, I can imagine some leaders, if they had a wife saying, careful, you're treading mm. on, you know, I don't know, maybe their wives do that. I, I have no idea, but mm. I just think sometimes we don't do all that we can as women. Mm. Uh, and women who are listening and who are oppressed, please don't feel condemned by this. It's not a condemnation because I have a lot to learn myself. It's just a, a saying, hey, sister, you can do something about it. You can change situations. No matter where you're at, you can start where you are. Um, yeah. So I don't know how long you've been talking, but I also, uh, if you have final comments, encouragement for our, our listeners and a prayer. People I invite always get to pray for us. If mm. that's okay. So, yeah, just, uh... I mean, I, I suppose just to be encouraged to read this book, um, I'm sure Coco will put the, the the title of the book in the. I will, I will, but just for those who are listening and can't be bothered to read, it's as exceptional as sapphires, and the authors are Anne Hamilton and Donna Ho. Yeah, just read it because the book deeply inspired me as, yeah. as a woman that's. You know, if anything has been overeducated, has been very privileged in one respect to be able to gain education and practice as a psychotherapist and have my own income. And yeah, yeah. but it's been a blessing what the Lord has has done through women and women's rights. But what it shows is how the Lord always wanted this for women. How the Lord always wants us as women to be strong. So uh, yeah, I, I'll just pray right now is, is lord i just come holy spirit i just pray that you make us the women you want us to be you encourage us to step out mm. and you encourage us to support others and to be those city builders those nation shapers those paradigm shifters those chamberlains those torchbearers lord you these are big asks they are huge um these women were were very very big women to follow in terms of their ministry in terms of their calling but lord you know you're raising up the new and the next generation and all different generations of women across the world just to to step into what you want them to step into and i just pray for courage for all of us lord yeah. and where we see those sisters and brothers um, oppressed that we we step out and we step in and lord i just pray for a softening and of the hearts and a listening to your voice amen. yeah in the name of jesus amen thank you so much bridget just for listeners bridget just said yeah i'm a psychotherapist da, 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 and i lead worship she's actually a leader and mentors other people and makes an impact. And I think, Bridget, you're already doing that stuff. You might not see it, but I know the work you do with some young people. I'm not going to go into any detail, but I don't know if you realize that that, that can actually change their, that will change their, their family line. Mm. The time that you spend talking, investing yourself, um, way beyond what your work asks you to do, it's going to change their lives. So they will mm. have, a, a spiritual and emotional capital, healthy capital that they can then pass on as a legacy. So mm. I think you're already one of the women. You might not be named in the book. You know, <laughs> you too, sister. I feel you inspire me, Coco, and just being part of this today, just having the opportunity to read this book and then be introduced to Anne Hamilton. 
in a sense, because I've read excerpts of Anne Hamilton, but never a full book. And it really, it was a luxury to be able to read this book and, and talk about this today, because yeah, we need to spend that time just to get away and to read as well. Yes. In our busy lives as women with our washing and our cleaning and our this and that. Yeah. I, I think it's good to be able to set time, you know, aside just to meditate and to pray about our own calling. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much on those wonderful words. Uh, enjoy the episode, share, and see you next time. Bye.